Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to the newest NBA podcast out there. You're tuned in to Views from the Bench. I am your host, Izzo. And I'm his co-host. I'm the last dude off the bench. Never the first. I'm Gary. And here we are. It is a December 14th. Gloomy, gloomy evening. On Monday night. It's been raining all day. And... The only thing to brighten it up has been some NBA basketball. Yes, indeed. The season is upon us. Even if it's just preseason, I'll take anything. It's, season's right around the corner. And, wow, what a couple of... Past couple months, day, even days, with the preseason starting back it up, seeing the rookies you know, make their pro debuts, all the rumors going on, the old jello ball just got waved. I'm incredibly devastated to hear about that. Yeah, I mean, I wish he at least played one minute out there. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, though. The the farewell video they did for him was kind of funny. It was on Twitter. It was like, oh, we're, unfortunately, we have to, we were, like, parting ways with uh, Leandro Ball. Here are some of the greatest moments we had. It was just a pic, it was like a video of him just, like, messing around practice and making a layup. <laughs> what a highlight, really. <laughs> yeah. But, let's, before anything, let's talk about these James Harden rumors. These rumors are getting more and more, are getting crazier and crazier by the day. Now, they the Houston Rockets have said that they wanted three first-round picks and Ben Simmons for James Harden. Philly's not doing that because they say they don't want to give up Ben Simmons. I don't blame them. Yeah, thir- and you know we've seen, and I think a lot. I think teams are a lot more hesitant to trade draft picks now because so many players got traded for a ton of draft picks. Paul George got traded for like five or seven, and then Drew Holiday got traded for five. Yeah, and you know if that plan backfires. You're going to be without draft picks. You'll basically be in a Brooklyn Nets situation. And especially somebody with the attitude of James Harden. Do you really want to waste, one, a Ben Simmons, who is with Embiid, the face of the franchise now. Yeah, who's also younger, even though a lot of people are saying that this is as good as as Ben Simmons is probably going to get because the stats have remained the same the past three years. It's like, would you rather... It's the thing where, like, yeah, do you want the guy who's younger but who looks like he isn't making any significant progress towards the game to someone who's already established an offensive threat, one of the best players in the league, and is what you need? Yeah. But do you want to risk it? Because, you know, Simmons is locked in for at least, I think, four more years. Plus all those picks, man. Yeah. It's... It's almost like a... If you're the Sixers, do you want to win now? Yeah. That's basically what it is. Now, you still got Embiid. You still got Tobias Harris. Yeah, and the signings they signing and trades they did were win-now moves over the past couple of years with trading for Butler, trading for Harris, maxing out Tobias Harris, maxing out Al Horford. And letting J.J. Walk was... That wasn't a win-now move, but... It's a bad move, but... Yeah, I mean, now they got Seth Curry. They got Danny Green. So they're definitely making up in the shooting department this Not season. as much, but something. I don't know. I think combined effort from both of them would equal a JJ Redick. Yeah. But anyway, they were hard. I don't know. It's just a lot. It's just every. I woke up this morning. My first notification was, John. Uh, with the arrival of All Star point guard John Wall, Harden is still unsatisfied and wants to get out of Houston, which I think is still like insane. Can't please that guy. No, but <laughs> it's, but it's also still. I get it. I get it. You're in the prime now. You don't know how long you have left in your career, barring any injuries. Yeah. And you want to win now, and and so far it's looked like his only his only chance to win a title was 2018 when, you know, before Chris Paul went down. Because if they if they didn't lose Chris Paul, they probably would have won the series, 
And they, I think they probably would. I think they, 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 they would, would beat, beat the Cavs. Uh, it depends on how. Yeah, but finals LeBron though. I mean. Yeah, but all right, finals LeBron or depth. Even though I don't want to say, even though I'm not saying I'm doubting LeBron in any way whatsoever. You know, greatest, you no know, greatest player on the planet, but. I don't know. I don't know. I've we've seen LeBron beat stacked teams before. Yes, we have many times. Yeah, and. I don't know, the Rockets team was something to watch. It was just, they missed so many shots in that game. Yeah. I remember, what was it, like, game, was it, was it game six or seven where they missed a record amount of six. shots? I'm pretty sure it was six. Yeah. Oh, that, that, was, that was, that was such entertaining basketball, though, to watch. Oh, that was one of my favorite series I've ever seen. Yeah. But, back to current day. Harden doesn't look like he's happy with Wall on the team. No. Skipping practice. Yeah. But, on the other hand. I bet now the Wizards are like, yeah, <laughs> Westbrook. <laughs> the Wizards are like, wow, we got Westbrook, who's gonna who gives his all, showing up way early to practice, and it's not like I think the thing with him being a bad teammate is like, I think it's people more confused like it's a difficult play style to build around. Yeah, with being a horrible teammate because he's every interview you've seen that people have said about uh, every interview you've seen about Westbrook's teammates that has never said anything critical about him as a person. Yeah. He's great to his teammates. I forgot who, but someone on the Thunder is like, I don't get how people, I think it was Ennis Cantor, I don't get how people say he's a bad teammate. He's going to be on the plane with me. <laughs> you know, if, listen, I'm just saying, if I'm on the Wizards and Westbrook eats going bears with me on the plane, I want him on the team for the rest of my life. So let's talk about the Wizards. We got, we got Westbrook. We got Bradley Beal. Snubbed for everything that season. Yeah. I'm furious. And they're pretty deep as well, if you think about it. I wouldn't say pretty deep, but for the situation they were in, they're decent. You know, because besides Houston, this is, this is arguably Westbrook's best shooting team he's ever had. Yeah. Because think about it. You got, you got Westbrook and Beal. You got... You know, Beal's one of the best scorers in the league right now. Yeah. You got Troy Brown, who's an amazing defender and has a lot of upside to him. He could turn into a pretty decent 3 knee player. Yeah. Davies Berton's one of the best... He's probably the best stretch... I don't want to say the best. He's one of the best stretch fours in the league. Absolutely. And, and Thomas Thomas Bryant, who can... Stretch the floor, too. Yeah. And which he, Westbrook's he, never had a stretch big. No, and he, and it's not like Thomas Bryant. It's not like most stretch bigs where, you know, they're atrocious on defense or slow as hell. He's, like, pretty solid at yeah. everything. And then you got Denny. Denny who and Hachimura, who's an offensive threat. Denny can is what looks like a point forward who can be pretty decent. And it is, I think in his preseason game, he went perfect from the field, six for six. You, there's a lot of solid options on that Wizards team. Yeah. Then you got. Pretty sure they still got Isaac Bonga. I have no idea. Isaac Bonga, like yeah, he he was a laughing stock two years ago or three years ago when he was on the Lakers. But last year when Beal had almost nobody on his team, he like didn't play bad. So like. Having that year of experience where he started is going to help him off the bench for this Wizards team. Yeah, and they also have Mo Wagner, who's a really big shoot, who's a good He's shooting solid. big. Yeah, they still, have, they still have Isaac Bonga. Uh, I have the roster up right now. Robin Lopez is an all right backup center. You know, you could do a lot worse. I was I saw how uh, Westbrook was in practice for the, with the Wizards, and him and Robin Lopez were talking, and Robin disagreed with him, and he's like, "This is why I don't like you or your brother." <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. But they were joking. It was just but. funny. Westbrook definitely gets along with his teammates, and apparently he loves being on the Wizards so far. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just the people, I think it's just the constant media slander and people doubting him, because he's, he's still one of the best point guards in the league. He's still a, you know, t- anywhere from a top 20 to a top 10 player. Yeah. I, th- I, I Maybe, I don't know if I would go as far as say top 10, but I think that's something you could definitely argue. He's definitely between that 20 and 10 mark. 
I would say. Yeah, I would say closer to 20 than 10. Or like anywhere from like maybe closer to 15. Yeah. But yeah, the Wizards overall. I hope they make a playoff run. You know, I love Bradley Bill's one of my favorite players right now. You know, he had one of the, he had the best season of his career and he got snubbed on so many things. I don't know how you average 30 points and you're not an all-star. Or the, an all-NBA team at all. Yeah. But let's talk about the Lakers. Yeah, speaking of revamped teams, that Lakers, man, I didn't expect them to make any moves the way they did. And, you know, I expected them to maybe, you know, sign, like, you know, maybe another shooter or something, maybe, like, make a small, even though this isn't, in my opinion, not small, maybe, like, trade for J.J. Redick. Yeah, I thought that they were going to go all in after winning a ring and get a third star. Like, I thought, when I mean star, I mean, like, I thought they were going to bring in, like, a Zach Levine or a... Uh, like a, not Chris Paul or... Someone along those lines. Maybe Buddy, maybe Buddy Heald. Yeah. Like a third a third scoring option. But instead, they were like, let's get some depth. So they got Schroeder, Gasol, Montrez, and now the emergence of Talonhor and Tucker. Yeah. Was, wow. That came out of nowhere. He had a great game last night. He was taking the ball from Kawhi. Yeah, he was active the whole time. The only thing is, he's a little heavy for how big he is. He's only six four, but you know, uh, I think it was um, Vogel said he was losing weight. Yeah. So it's something he could be. A, he could be an amazing three and D player. He reminds me of a. Um... All right, so this, this is gonna be very far fetched because this guy was an all star, but just how he was shooting the ball and the confidence he had, he had similar play style to like Brandon Roy. Like he was, he was pulling up. He was, he was so confident with the shots he was taking, and some of them weren't the best shots to take. No, but he's not, and he's not bad at creating his own offense, which no, you know, not. which you know, the Lakers needed more of because you know the 2020, 2020 season, the only people that can make their own offense were you know was really LeBron and then Rondo for other people. Yeah, and then when you, know, it's just insane. You win the twenty twenty championship, and then you just add upon your roster by making it so much better by sacrificing having a. a Arguably a way better lot starting lineup by not trading for a third score, to rounding out your bench with the two with the two six man of the year candidates, the Trez who won it and then Schroeder who was a runner up, yeah, and who many people will tell you arguably should, probably should have won it, even though Schroeder's not gonna even though I don't think he's coming off the bench because he said he doesn't want to be a bench player anymore and I Can think you blame him though. No, I don't blame him whatsoever. And you know why would you make him sit the bench? Or already make the team a little angry or not angry, just like you know sour the chemistry a little bit. And I think. Um... With this Horton Tucker, I know it's only one game, but well, two. He yeah. definitely, definitely show, shows some promise already. Like I don't think he'll be dropping. I don't think he'll consistently be dropping like mad, like you know, twenty point games or thirty no. point games stuff like. That. Obviously not, but I see he'd probably be like a decent like twelve point guy. But just just to have someone cr- being able to create your own shot off the bench is huge. Yeah, him and uh, KCP. I expect big things when they when. They're out on the floor for the Lakers. Yeah, Casey. Even though even though KCP is the definition of inconsistent, he stepped up when he needed to in the playoffs. He did, especially the finals. Yeah, he uh, looked good. It was but, sad, sad to watch the Heat fall. Both being Heat fans, but yeah, it happens. Yeah, but I expect. I personally think that the Lakers will repeat again. Yeah, it's hard not to unless something um, happens. I know, or yeah. freak injury, something could happen. Yeah. But it's honestly with all this too, because I th- I go by the thing in basketball where I think any team is beatable. Yeah, it's just not very like I don't think anyone in the West can compete with the Lakers. You could definitely beat the Lakers, but you got, it's gonna be hard to, to beat them in the series. Yeah, because because most of the top mo- the like the most of the top heavy teams in the West you could argue got worse because the Nuggets lost some depth, but 
I think Bobo will be enough to cover if he, you know, gets if he, you know, starts playing good. The Clippers, you could say, got worse without Trez, but they signed Ibaka with that, and I think that was a phenomenal pickup. While Montrez is the better player between the two, Ibaka can do a lot. Ibaka's, more. I think, the way better fit between the two. Yeah, and also with Ibaka, you bring the ability to space the floor, play phenomenal defense. And, like, Paul George looked like he wanted to be on the Rockets last year with the amount of iso ball he was playing. Yeah, I don't I don't want to talk about that. You know, I listen, Paul George is my favorite player in the league. I don't want to give up on him being my favorite player. I love him to death, but he looks like complete trash in the playoffs. I don't blame it. I will blame most of it on Paul George, but I do, I, some, to an extent, I blame Doc Rivers because he did not make any adjustments in those series. His whole plan was, all right, quiet PG, iso, everyone else just watch but yeah. also it's paul george no doc rivers is telling paul george let me let me hit the side of the backboard you know it's i i don't think they're gonna be a threat to the lakers as much as they were last year arguably but i think those they're still gonna be a top three seed in the west absolutely and with the whole revamping the, topic that we're continuing let's talk about the suns now Honestly, like the Chris, Chris Paul trade, I didn't really. I was surprised when uh, rumors of that started flooding. I'm like, why they? I knew what they're gonna trade for Chris Paul. I knew it had to be at least Ubre and uh, Rubio to make the money work. Yeah. And then you know what was it? Was it two draft? Was it two first round picks? I'm not sure on the amount of draft picks, but yeah, but no, I know. The, ever since they traded away Chris Paul and they got more draft picks, the Thunder have been making insane amount of moves. I think they have like what 22 draft picks stacked Something up for the past lines, like five yeah. years, and it's pretty. It's insane, but I expect like big things from the Suns. Oh yeah, with Chris, with you know, they had a point. They were vote. ESPN said they would have. I don't know if it was ESPN, but I think it was. I'm not sure, so don't quote me on it. Okay. They're projected to have a point two percent chance to make the playoffs, and Chris Paul was written off because it was a bad season in 2019 because he was he was injured a good chunk of the year. It was on and off the court a lot. Yeah. You take a roster of who is perceived as bums. With a second-year Shea Gilgis Alexander, who we didn't know could be as good as he was during that season, Gallinari, who was just, who's seen as a role player, and Steven Adams, they were like what fourth or fifth seed in the West. Yeah. That's impressive, and they took the Rockets to seven games, and they were one play away from making the second round. Yeah, if Lou, if you know if Lou Dort didn't miss that, uh, if if he didn't miss throwing it off a of Harden, well, he gave it his all that game though. Yeah, Lou Dort. You could only ask for so much from yeah. that kind of player. But enough about Chris Paul's former team. It's about his current team. They made yeah. some great moves besides trading for him. Like the amount of cast space they had by clearing out a bunch of their contracts. Watch, watch Aiton's growth this year. He's gonna be. He's. I think he's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna win it, but I think he's definitely gonna be a candidate for most real player because absolutely. He is very offensive. He's my good. pick for that. So he's my. He's very gifted offensively. He's a great rebound. The only thing is just work with a little bit of defense. But you know, it's like I said, defense can be. Defense can be taught for a center. Absolutely, and. You know, Signing Jay Crowder, which they made some moves. They're very, they're very uh, heavy at the forward positions. Yeah, Crowder, Cam Johnson, Dario Saric, and they drafted Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith is a perfect uh, forward for them. To do. I think the main, I think the main thing they needed was defense. That's a solid four power forward. Yeah, and then and Jay Crowder could easily play the three. Yeah, and then you know you have uh, which bridge was it? Mikael Bridges they had because I get yeah. the miles mixed up all the time. Yeah, Mikael. Yeah, he's a decent three and D player. And you got Booker. You got. CP3, obviously. And then you got, who had a decently surprising year last year, Javon Carter. Yeah, that guy came out of nowhere, but he was 
hitting some nice shots for them. There was one game he played against Miami last season, and I'm pretty sure he had a, amongst 20 points, and I was like, wow. But, yeah, the Suns, I expect them to be anywhere between that 4-6 to six seed. Yeah. I, if they if they didn't make the playoffs, I would be surprised. Yeah. That would surprise the hell out of me. But, yeah, hopefully the Suns are in the right direction. Let's talk about the Bucks now. Do a lot of those right? You know when free? You know when was that day when teams were allowed to start doing everything free agency? Yep. The Bucks wasted no time making moves to keep Giannis because they have to. This is a do or die situation. But Giannis on the last year's contract, mm-hmm. he hasn't shown any signs of signing extension because the deadline to sign it is almost up. I think it'll be up in like a week. Yeah. Drew, I think with Drew Holiday, that was a phenomenal trade to do. But I think they traded. I think they might have traded a little. I know they ended up eventually making a three-team trade, but I think they traded a little too much. But I understand they have it's to. The picks. Yeah. The picks is what does it. But because yeah, I don't care what it is, Drew Holiday. In my opinion, Drew Holiday is not worth five first-round picks. It's no. not. But especially it's, when Paul George was traded for seven. Yeah. He's not a two-pick no. less player, but. Drew Holiday is a good piece to add to that team. Yeah, and getting rid of Bloodsoe was great because it, I, you know, Bloodsoe craps himself most of the time. In the, he craps himself every year in the playoffs. He's he's decent, but he's no. There's I can name so many. I can name a lot better. <clears throat> I can name a lot more point guards on roster that I'd rather have than Bloodsoe. Yeah, and he was he was a little overpaid to an extent, but you know you trade Drew Holiday, who's on. They make the same money, but Drew Holiday is on less time. Yeah, and. Then that whole thing with Bogdanovich. Dude, that was I was surprised that happened because I forgot about Bogdanovich. He's good. I think he's a lot, he's a lot better than you know, some people give him credit for. But I was, excuse me, I was so sad to watch that trade fall down because you know there's things going on that's saying that that was a big factor in Giannis deciding to stay because outside of, outside of Middleton. That one game of the playoffs. Well, actually, no. Besides Middleton, no one else in the Bucks can create their offense. Like, yeah, Giannis can bulldoze through you, uh, you know, to get the basket and get an open and get a dunk. But that can only carry you so far as you saw in both playoff series with the Raptors and the Heat. You know, just form a wall of your three best defenders in the paint, and that's going to slow down Giannis. Mm-hmm. But no, the thing. But the makeup moves they did to after failing to get that back to Onovich trade wasn't bad. DJ Augustine replaced George Hill, who was traded away. Not a bad backup point guard. Only seven mil a year. That's not bad. Bobby Portis on a two-year deal. Not bad. Torrey Craig is a, one of the better three and D uh, wing players. Yeah. Good signing. You know that starting lineup's now gonna be what Drew Holiday, DiVincenzo, Middleton, Giannis, and Brook. Yep. That's not bad. That's actually they're still gonna be they're still gonna be the best team in the East by far. Uh, I I wouldn't say by far, and they might not even be first seed because there's a lot of teams like like the Nets. Yeah, with Katie and Kyrie, arguably the Celtics. Miami, if especially if the Harden trade does happen. Yeah, and then it's it, gonna be tough. Even though with Miami, I think Miami did get a little bit worse because like Jay Crab was huge for them in the playoffs and it's also I don't think signing Mo Harkless or Avery Bradley is enough to make up for Jay Crab's production. Even though Avery Bradley was a pretty decent. Avery Bradley could easily be a great ball handler off the bench and he's a great defender. Yeah. And Mo Harkless is a great defender. Yeah, but so eh. plus we dra- we drafted Precious. Yeah, and we did all the moves we did to free up cast space because almost every everyone we signed is on team options, so we can go all in and sign another player. Yeah, and Bam's just gonna keep getting better. Yeah, Hero and Robinson, none probably gonna be better. I don't know. I think 
Miami's still going to be a top three seed by far. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of teams have made moves to improve their roster. Yeah, you know, you know, like the ones out of nowhere, like the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks with signing Gallinari, Rondo, and Bogdanovich. I didn't expect them to get Bogdanovich to be honest. No, I thought it was going to go to like Minnesota or something like that. You know, Portland making a pretty decent move in training for Covington. Yeah, that was that was actually a phenomenal trade. They, and they gave up Trevor Ariza and just a late first rounder. Trevor Ariza was traded like four times. Dude, he I think he has I think he became the most traded. I think he's been traded ten times, which I think is an NBA record. It is the NBA record. He is the most traded. Dude, that's he was. I think from I think it was a five day span. He got traded to four different teams. Let's see, Portland. You know, Portland back to Houston. Detroit. Detroit, now he's on the Thunder. Yeah. That's wild to me. Yeah, and I think the Thunder are going to buy him out, and then the, the Lakers are said to go after him. How do you, speaking of Portland, how do we think, in terms of title contention, are they up there with the teams? I really, really want to say yes because that great twenty, I think it was twenty nineteen playoff run where they made the Western Conference Finals, but got swept. Yep. I really want to say yes because I really like Dame, and their team is better now than them. Yeah. So, but it's also it's just like you know it's like we said like even though I kind of said earlier like most West teams didn't get crazy good. They still could. They still might not be better than the Nuggets. They're not bad. I, they're not better than the Lakers. No. I don't think they're better than the Clippers. No. Nuggets, you can maybe argue, but I think it's closer than people think. They might be better than the Rockets with how good John Wall and Boogie looked and signing Christian Wood. I think they're better than the Rockets. They might be the the third team. I don't. I think it's just a wild because they're the wild card of the West. Because because they're it's it's weird with the, it's like every other year, they're either they're either like a fifth like a fifth seed or barely scratching the playoffs. Because I know the season was. I know the season was shut down prematurely, but the Blazers made it in with 38 wins. Yeah. But it's like, and if they only have 38 wins, like, yeah, even though they signed Covington, uh, traded for Covington. Well, here's how I see it for them. Lillard isn't getting any younger. No. He's still playing at an amazing level. No, the team's pretty much capped out for the most part because of Dame and CJ's contracts. But now, last year, they didn't have a full healthy year from Nurkic. No, Dame was out for most of the playoffs. Even Nurk- though Nurkic is back now. Yeah, even though I don't, even though to be honest, I don't think losing Dame. I think even with Dame, they still would have gotten. They still would have lost that playoff series. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a chance it would have gone to seven. Mm-hmm. I think you can maybe argue six, and that's a huge maybe. But that's but they also blew a lead in that game that they had. But they brought back Cantor. Yeah, they traded for Cantor, which wasn't bad. Signed Derek Jones Jr., who's who's all right. He's an underrated defender, in my opinion. Solid bench player. He has the length to be a great defender. Yeah, Rodney Hood, come, even though Rodney Hood's coming off an Achilles uh, injury, he's still a decent bench player. Gary Trent Jr. had one an amazing... Best, the be, like, one of the best shooters in the bubble. Yep. Zach Collins is, excuse me, going to be fully healthy. I think they're going to make some noise. I yeah. wouldn't be... Honestly, I would not be surprised to see them in the... Conference Finals? Possibly. I don't know. They're it's, definitely a second-round team. Yeah. I don't... Depends on who gets matched up with who. Yeah, that's I on. could see the Blazers upsetting a team like the Clippers. Not the Lakers, but definitely. I could see them, I mean, play- especially if PG. I mean, if playoff P, you know, if pandemic P comes back. but It's tough. It is tough. But I'm telling you, it's always going to be Dame time. Dame's going to put on that backpack and carry that team every yeah. year. And CJ, whenever Dame does slump, 
CJ will be right there. Yeah, and CJ didn't CJ play in the playoffs that broken back? Yep, something like that. Yeah, I I think that because there's a lot of teams there. Because even though like the the eighth seed fight, where they all had less than forty wins. They were still fighting for it. it was between the I think it was between like what the Pelicans, Kings, Grizzlies, and Spurs. Blazers. Spurs were up there too. Really, I thought they weren't allowed in the bubble because they were they were like the ten or eleven seed. I think they were just missed it then because I remember they were talking about. I know it was a. Grizz- but it doesn't even matter because like the Suns went eight and zero and. Yeah, still didn't make it. That's insane. That, yeah, the Suns. No, it wasn't the Kings. The Suns were the other team that were. Uh, Booker were- in the bubble was. Dude. A treat to watch. I was listen when I found out Dame was making the play. I like Dame, but I was so pissed because I love Booker and I just want to see him succeed. Yeah, because Devin Booker, like Devin Booker, is gonna be the like I think in a couple years he might be the best shooting guy in the league once Harden retires. Yep, or once Harden starts to regress. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, Portland definitely I could see them Western Conference Final. Any but, any dark horse contenders you see in each conference for the Western? I would say the Portland would be that dark horse team. And for the Eastern Conference Finals, um... I really want to say the Wizards. Yeah, that's like, what I was going to say. Because, like, you know, the the East is still... Even though a lot of... Even though two East teams got better, most most of the top East teams besides the Bucks didn't get crazy better. Like, even though the Celtics signed, you know, Depp, which is what they needed, you know, Thompson and Jeff were great signings. We... I think Miami State has run the same talent. Yeah. Philly got better. Yeah. For the deeper. most part. Well, deeper. They traded away Horford to horrible contract. Yep. And they they got shooters which they needed. Orla- uh, Orlando got worse. They lost their starting point guard, but they have Fultz and Cole Anthony now, so. Who'd look good yeah. last night? You look good. Um, I don't know. And is Isaac back? Isaac, I don't know if he's playing because he tore his ACL. That's what I'm saying. So it's going to be, I don't I don't think they hit the playoffs this year. Yeah, yeah they're probably going to be the ones that are out. It all depends on if Jonathan Isaac plays. Yeah. And Gordon's always in trade rumors. Yeah, Aaron, I don't even know what's going on with Aaron Gordon. They better not do what I think they might do. What? If Isaac doesn't play, run him back a small forward. Because that did not work. Oh, that was, well, when they had a Baca? Yep. That was awful. Not a smart move there. Nah. But, um, speaking of Eastern teams, we already talk, touched upon the Bucks. Yeah. But, is it possible... That Giannis breaks the voter fatigue t- like title that everyone's talking about. Like, and wins a three-peat MVP? You think he'll do it again? I think it is very realistically possible because if I pull up his stats on basketball reference, he he played, he doesn't even play close to 40 minutes a game. And his two seasons winning with winning MVP, he played... His first MVP season, he played 32 minutes and averaged 27 points. And this year, he averaged... This year he averaged less minutes by two minutes, and he averaged almost thirty points. He averaged twenty nine point five. Wow, I think it's very really. I th- it would not surprise me whatsoever that he would that if he w- would win his third MVP in a row, which would be the first player in like thirty something years to win it. Yeah, three times in a row. Because the narrative behind voter fatigue is just that they don't want to see the same player win it every time. Exactly, but. Now that voter fatigue is a relevant term and people are aware of it, I think that that's not going to be a knock towards Giannis. I think people are going to say, like, why are we, like, if he deserves it, he deserves it. 
Yeah, because there's a ton of times you could argue about, you could say Voter Fatigue was the reason why a player won a certain thing. Derek, even though I think Derek Rose deserved his MVP yeah. with everything he did. Yeah, like Derek Rose went over LeBron can win like ten MVPs. Barkley winning it over Barkley winning it over Jordan that year. Yeah, it's it's definitely possible, and Giannis is definitely capable of doing it. Yeah, and I I would like to see the Bucks like make some noise. Honestly, because especially after that under. Overwhelming performance last. Yeah, I've just seen that horrid playoff run. Even though Giannis was hurt for yeah, about half that series, it's just. I think I think I don't blame I, this playoffs. I don't blame a lot of players for being bad because I think a lot. I think a majority of them were out of rhythm of not playing basketball consistently for like six months. Yeah. So and that whole remember that whole like depth perception thing. Depth perception. How like because there's no one in the stands and like there's that wall behind the backboard almost. That the, sh- the players that are when they're shooting the ball, it's just so much harder when like you're not in an arena. So like the basket, even though it's the same distance, just because the background, it's a different environment. A different environment, but it looks like the hoop is closer just because the stuff behind it looks like a, different. Yeah, and I I could see that. The but wall's closer. Yeah. there's no stands that go up and up. Yeah, and up. I th- I think people were very critical of the uh, bubble. Uh, like environment. Yeah, uh, no, I I got text from my mother, so that's why I paused for a second. But um, I think the thing with the bubble is I don't think people, I think people are too harsh. It's like, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse ring. It shouldn't even count. Yeah, that's... The, it's, it's one thing living in a pandemic as we're living in right now, but it's also super hard being away from your family where basically you can't go past, you, you can't, it's basically, I, I would compare it to basically being like, on lockdown at a college campus where you can't leave the campus. Yeah. And if you do, you're going to face severe, you're going to face a lot of consequences. It's, it's not, it's, that's hard enough to do as like a 19, 20 year old in college, but I think it's even harder to do as a athlete because you're away from your kids, your loved ones. You're only stuck with these people. Like, yeah, you're stuck with them. All, you're with them all the time, you know, traveling during the season, but it's, it's different because you're not allowed to leave. In terms of chemistry issues, that might help though. If you're yeah. forced to be with your team. Yeah, because you get closer. Get but closer, it's, yeah. it's just a thing. It's just a thing. Thing I'm talking like individually, like with some like, like I know people are bashing on Paul George where you say, oh, oh, oh no, I blame the depre- I factor in depression as why I play bad the playoff series. I think that's just like, even though mental health is the biggest issue in sports, no one ever speaks of. It's I think it's a real I think it's a real thing with Paul George with that, but I don't think it's the sole reason why he did bad in the playoffs. But I'm getting off track with that. No, but it's like the same people that will tell you that. Oh, the Lakers like this isn't like a real ring. The they same, were, but those are the same people complaining when the sports aren't on. Yeah, but so, it's, like, but it's also it's also those same people that will say LeBron had an easy easy path to the finals in his in this fourth ring. But every the you only know, people were arguing that they that this is the hard, this is going to be the hardest thing like the hardest road LeBron ever had to a ring, even though he destroyed the Blazers after Charles Barkley brought up the got up brought out the broom and waddled and swept. People said the Rock. I thought the Rockets were at least going to take them to seven yeah. or at least six. You know, I was wrong. And then the Nuggets. You know, people were saying, "Oh, uh, don't doubt the the Nuggets are three one. Don't doubt the three one Nuggets." And then they closed out in uh, Game Five. Yep. Even though Jamal Murray looked, even though Jamal Murray might be MVP of these playoffs, he's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. Him or Mitch. Him or Mitchell. Him, Mitchell, Braun. Uh, even honestly, Anthony Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Hero. 
Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't. Listen, but just right, that Celtics series. Yeah, just that Celtics series. Cooking Marcus Smart. Man. Yeah, yeah. Just that's he was decent. He was like baby goat. Yeah, he was his normal. Just his normal stuff for the first two first two rounds, and then you know, we just went off against the Celtics, and all the memes about it were great. I it shows you how it shows you how great this rookie class can potentially be. Yeah. Or well, well, not well. You know, I meant that that rookie class was heroes. I mean, yeah, heroes class. Heroes yeah. class With Ja and Zion. Zion. R.J. Barry, even though no, he's, Zion, he's the best, he's the nineteenth best player in the NBA, <laughs> yeah. according to ESPN. according to ESPN over Demar Derozan, even though Derozan's at eighty two. Yeah, and Hero's at fifty something. Yeah, which I love. We, I love Tyler Hero. You damn well love Tyler Hero, but he's not a fifty third best player. No, I think him and Derozan should switch. But <laughs> yeah, but like he's definitely the, top one hundred. Yeah, probably. I think it's one of those things where I think it's like we could say Tyler Hero's top 100, but I think once we actually start naming NBA players, we're like, all right, maybe he's not top 100. No, he definitely is top 100. I don't know. I might. He's he's a top 20 shooting guard in the league. Yeah, so. but to be honest, there's no reason certain players should have been on that list. Like, Kate, I don't think KD should have been on that list because no, he, he was didn't hurt. Play last year, he shouldn't be on John Wall shouldn't have been on that list. Or if you have to put them on the list, you have to keep them exactly where they were last year. Yeah. Yeah. Or base it off <clears> of last year's stats. Yeah, I think because the thing with ESPN's, I, I think that the plays they had in the top ten were was pretty accurate. I think they just just switched it around. Yeah, they had Harden at nine. Yeah, which is weird. They had eighty at two. Like, I don't think Anthony Anthony Davis is phenomenal. I think he's definitely arguably top five, but I don't want to say he's top three. So if you had to do your G- Gary's top five, let's hear it. I'll give you mine as well. Top five? Yeah. Am I going off of is everyone healthy? Sure. Like, do I have a healthy Katie? Healthy going staff? into this season. Going to the season, presume I'm. This is under the assumption that everyone is one hundred percent. Okay. LeBron, obviously. Yep. Kevin Durant. Okay. And then three. I think it would be a mashup between either Giannis or Kawhi. Okay. I know Kawhi. I know people are shitting on Kawhi with the um. With the bad playoff run, and I think I, I completely understand what the narrative is because you know if that was LeBron that shot that bad, LeBron would be under Twitter fire. And LeBron, and you know, Kawhi deserves all the criticism he got playing bad in that series. But it's also that doesn't one that doesn't take away from how talented he is. No, and it shouldn't. I would say four is Giannis, and then five. I think five. It's I can't have a final say. I think five is a mashup between Harden, Anthony Davis, okay, probably Steph. Well, you're forgetting about Luca. Yeah, I actually legitimately did forget about Luca. I think I think it's just even though like I don't want to say, I can't say anything bad about him because he has nothing. The only Chris, the only critical thing you say about his game, he doesn't play good defense, but he does everything else so well. And you know, we've never this is a very very long time we've seen a rookie come out the jump, be this gifted to offense, and have a winning impact on this team. So my top five would be LeBron at one. I feel like if LeBron's not at year one, then your list shouldn't even count. That man is just. I think the only I think the only time people perceive LeBron as not being the best player in the league was two years ago, when right. that whole like defensive thing happened. No, I'm talking. About, I was saying his first year in the Lakers. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? You're talking about his last year in the Cavs. Whichever year, like his defensive rating was trash. Like from 2017 until now. Yeah. I would have LeBron at one. Luca at two. Giannis at three. Um. Kevin Durant at four, and Kawhi at five. Why would you put? Why do you put Giannis over KD? It's because one, but well, better defender. 
way better defender, and way my opinion, he's a way better leader. Yeah, uh, yeah, all right, yeah. I, I, While KD I, I, is more versatile with his skill, LeBron or LeBron, yeah, well, he does that too. But Giannis brings that leadership, and that just dominance that KD has in scoring, but Giannis has. In his person, in his encore personality, and on both ends of the court. Okay, yeah, but I think you shouldn't slouch on Katie's defense either, in my opinion, because there's a no, re- but it's nowhere near up to par with like nowhere. But there was there was a reason why there was a reason why he was a popular vote for defensive player of the year. Yeah, um, it was uh, I think it was the second to last year on the Warriors. Yeah, he I don't think it was I don't think he finished top three in votes, but he was like early this season was considered a candidate for because I think that was his career high in blocks. No, absolutely, but like but I digress. I don't ever see KD being as feared on the defensive end of the floor as a Giannis or Kawhi. Yeah, but so offen- but offensively you should fear him because he's the best scorer. In my opinion, he's the best scorer in the league. Absolutely, and I fear Giannis on the offensive side of the floor too just because like... And if it, one-on-one, yes. you one, one-on-one you will not stop him going to the basket, but as not collectively as a team you can. Yeah, but like it's more of a... Even, even when you build that, that like wall so to speak like of putting your three putting your three good defenders in the paint that's still not clamping him it'll contain him and slow him down for sure yeah he's still gonna score yeah like he's just gonna have a lot tougher time absolutely so that's why like if Giannis develops a shot it's gonna be scary yeah which he's starting to it looks like even though he airballed in a preseason game yeah I mean gotta build confidence and I guess preseason is the way to do it yeah but yeah he's definitely one of the more feared players. But, yeah, um, the people that just missed the top five for me is, like, AD, S- Steph Curry, and Harden. Those would definitely be, like, six, seven, and eight. Now, if you put, and now if you put that if you put that list on Twitter, we would be under so much fire. For what? I don't see why that's Both wrong. of us would, because people are going to say, how are people, I think it's, you know, Harden average 36 points. How are you not going to put them on top five list? Stuff like that. Well, then Bradley Beal should be in everyone's top five. Yeah. But no matter what list you make, you're never going to make everybody happy. Exactly. That's what I needed. I could have LeBron at one, or I could just say, you know what? I want Darius Miles at one. People are going to be mad either Best way. Friendly. Darius Miles is definitely better than LeBron. No, I'm kidding. But it's just like, no matter what opinion you have on basketball, you're going to get fire for it. Yeah. It could be it could be 100% true. Like, everyone, personally, I think it's hard to say LeBron's not the best player in the league right yeah. now. Yeah. But there's someone, there's somebody, there, like, HardenFan42 on Twitter is going to message me and be like, I don't understand how you would even say that. Like, yeah. no. I don't care, HardenFan42, okay? James Harden, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, off that, before we start getting HardenFan42 mad. Yeah, and going, um, going way too deep into player slander, which is not our goal. No, no, I, I don't. I try not to hate on any player. I try to look at the positives in everyone's game, but sometimes Harden fan forty two just makes it, <laughs> just makes it hard to. And then me, you know, PG fan three one six. Yeah, and then me, Bam out of bio. Yeah, I'm still waiting, for my, still waiting for my jersey. Let's talk about the Hornets. Well, oh, with the before we talk about the Hornets with their acquisition of Gordon Hayward. Wait, tell me what we're about to talk about. I think we're about to talk about Celtics not trading Gordon Hayward for uh, Miles Turner. All right, let's talk about that first. Then, what were, what were you thinking? Or are we gonna? Or am I gonna find out after this discussion? 
I was just gonna say how the Hornets have the best jersey of all time now. That city jersey is the best jersey that ever hit. Wait, the was NBA it like? Is it black and like teal? It looks like five gum. Yeah, it's mint. I it, mean, it, like I love. I've always loved all the city jerseys. I don't care what you say about the da- the Mavericks graffiti jerseys. That jersey will always be dope trash. in my mind because I. You're just, the only person that ever thought that. It's. I like the story behind it. Every jer- every city jersey I. I see. I look at the story behind, and that's why I love it. It's, I like uh, that's like, cool. That's cool that it means something. But sometimes, like, just from a point of view of just just, just looking at it, like it's it's just. Like, I'm sure there's a story behind the Mavericks brown jerseys. There's oh guy, God! He's got like someone shit himself. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I don't understand how. I mean, it's cool. like the the Nets jerseys this year. They're ugly. Not to me. My unborn son made that jersey. Come on, that jersey's dope. It's no, a, it's not. It's a tribute to a Brooklyn artist, like a graf- I think it was a graffiti no, no, no. artist. Awesome story. I don't care about it. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, yeah, no, but like the... if I'm from Brooklyn, cool. Like, awesome. But we're but, not from Brooklyn. But but the thing is, ugh, like that e, just the e in that word nets is what really gets me going. I hate it. I hate it. All right, come on, it can't be that bad. I'm gonna. I'm not, I got my laptop. It looks like up. a fork without the pieces. All right, that listen. Connected. I got my laptop put up right now for just to make sure we have all our sources. It looks like a pitchfork. It can't be that bad. That letter E is just atrocious. But I will say, in terms of story wise, it is one of the better jerseys with its meaning behind it. I mean, my favorite city jersey is either the. There's so many to choose from. Yeah, this year is like phenomenal. This year is like there's only like four, five bad ones. And even then, some of them aren't even bad. They're just like I think the only other. bad one, is, in my opinion, is like the you know, the Pelicans one. Just but that's just because it's boring. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's ugly. That's no, the one but like. it's supposed to look like the one. Like the, the Celtics one, people are hating on it. I don't think it's ugly. It just doesn't look different. It's just it's boring. But the, I, it's supposed it's to. It's for like, the banners. Yeah, which is a cool idea. All right, not, all right, not gonna lie. Looking at the E is kind of ugly, but yeah. I, but it's still dope. I don't like, care what anybody says. Stop. But anyway, um, the Celtics, it's. I understand with the Celtics, it's kind of hard to make a jersey that's, quotes, cool. Because they're such a historical team and they try to keep this, like, not, like, official. I'm trying to think of the word for it. It's more of, like... like a fitting look? Fitting, a pride thing. They don't and wanna, actually looking good. They want to keep everything relevant to themselves. They don't yeah. want to go outside their comfort zone. And this is, in their terms, different. Like it's it's still a Celtics jersey. Yeah. It looks like every other Celtics jersey, but this is outside the box for them. Like yeah. I actually do kind of like. I, I would never buy one. No, it it's too boring for me to buy. But I think the idea behind it is dope. But yeah. my favorite city jersey because the story, the Nets one. I love Miami's uh, vice versa ones. I love that name, yeah. the vice versas. And then I read the uh, Orlando's the orange. I think the orange ones. You know why it's orange? Yeah, because the orange fields that grow that are probably in Florida. Yeah, I, I like yeah, that's I like a, last one last year's too. I forgot what last. I forgot. It what looked just like that, but I'm pretty sure it was dark. What was the twenty nine? Was it twenty nineteen Magic City jersey? City jersey? But that was cool. I liked the um I was, the Pacers pinstripes is growing on me. I've always been a fan of pinstripes. I'm not, but it's growing on me. The Raptors look good. Dallas this year. Oh my god, the yeah, white those and ones gold. Are dope. That's different. Are you talking about they were black the with the match one? They were black and orange. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, this year's with the pinstripes. Yep. Yeah. The only the only jersey it's not even an ugly jersey at all by any means, but the Rockets jersey doesn't make sense. What the blue one? Yeah. It's after the Houston Oilers. No, no, no. I understand that, but like it's just weird to see a team that has only been one or two colors. Besides switch, like the Bulls last year, they were blue. 
I th- but that was after, that was for the Chicago flag. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely reasons behind it, but it's just it's just weird. Yeah. Like it'd be like if you let's say the Yankees, let's say baseball started doing city jerseys, became like fluorescent green out of nowhere. It's like if the Yankees started rocking red, or like the, imagine red, or, if or, the or, Yankees started rocking red, there'd be an outrage. Yeah. There would be riots throughout everywhere in New York. It'd be pure pandemonium. Yeah, but. This is not a baseball podcast, but anyway. Yeah, no, wrong sport, wrong sport. Anyway, uh, yeah, the city jerseys are good. I'm a fan. I'll buy one of all, yeah, except for the Pelicans. Back to the team with the cool jersey. What team was that again? The Hornets. Oh, yeah, the best jersey in the, of all time. Stop of, it. Of all <laughs> listen, no, stop. Look it up. I will listen. I will fight you with this. They are not better than the Magic Pinstripe jerseys, the Raptors old school jerseys. The Raptors old school jerseys aren't that cool. Stop it. The dinosaurs cool. The jersey, I'll never buy one. I would. No. You're bugging. After that day, I saw you show up to the NBA 2K19 park with it, and they had the Kyle Lowry giant letters on the back. I will never do it again. I won that in the stupid spinning wheel thing. Put it back in the spinning wheel thing, because that was not a good jersey. <laughs> no, I, my mind player on 2K17, the T-Mac one, that was cool. Did the Celtics mess up by not getting Miles Turner? I really want to say yes, because that's what I truly think, because Gordon Hayward, hurt, he was getting hurt constantly. You don't really need any more wing scorers. You have Tatum and Brown for that, and you overpaid him. Even though I understand at the time it was a great signing, you it's not the team's fault that he kept getting hurt. Absolutely. But it's also, it's like, you know, when you're when you're getting Miles Turner, who's one of the better centers in the league, and finished second place defensive player of the year like two years ago, now three, you know, I wouldn't pass that up. And, it's, and they're, all they're asking back is for Gordon Hayward, and you're going to get Doug McDermott too, who's a, decent, who's a pretty good shooter, which every team needs a good shooter. Yeah, weren't they trying to like push the envelope and be like, "Yeah, we want Oladipo." Yeah. What do you well, listen here, Danny Ainge? If you're watching that, I am not a Celtics fan, but I have many friends who are. Even they were like, "Dude, like, just take it. Like, come on. Like, what are you doing?" Yeah. Like Tristan Thompson's cool and all. No, that's definitely that, a good pickup. That's an underrated sign. And Jeff Teague, yeah. who was an All Star like five years ago, cool. Yeah. Definitely. If you can get an All like a one time All Star for your bench, like who was their backup? Like, Wanamaker last year. I don't even know. Wanamaker was a backup point guard, and now was he's he? on Golden State. Like, <laughs> solid. But, like, <laughs> like Jeff Teague's still solid, too. I mean, I, t- I take him uh, As a backup point guard, you do way worse. Yeah. What If they don't have him, who is it? Carson Edwards? Or Tremont Waters. Shout out to shout out to Connecticut, you know, repping the home state. Which I which I thought that was dope when we, when we were watching the draft that Tremont went to the Celtics. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah, we watched that draft. Yeah, yeah, he's from, yeah, you know, being from New Haven and all this. No, I, I know who he is. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I forgot that we watched that draft. Yeah, it was it was just great to see. You know, it was great to see the hometown hero get drafted. Yeah, I just wish he would play. Yeah, honestly, me too. Because he's solid. Yeah. He, well, at least in the competition that he plays in. Yeah, no. Like, I, has he's never really been on the floor in the NBA, though? No, he hasn't really. Uh, besides, I think I think I think he played in the G League. I'm not exactly sure. I know in uh, the I know summer league he did pretty good. Yeah. And then, you know, he, in college, he was phenomenal. He led his uh, his division in steals. Okay. Solid. Yeah. But, um, with Gordon Hayward, in terms of the Celtics missing out on Miles Turner, they messed up. But in the perspective of Gordon Hayward, like, he got paid, like, yeah, no, dude, he, I just saw, I thought something interesting was like, uh, Gordon Hayward fl- turned to a one-time All-Star appearance to two, it was like two max deals. What was the deal that said it was like a hundred, and wasn't it the same contract he has with the Hornets now? It's very close. Yeah. 
I mean, dude, good for him. That's the ultimate level of finesse. Yeah. I Even mean, though I don't want to say that because, uh, you know, I don't want to... Because he's not... He really... He truly isn't a bad player when he's healthy. It's just he's so... It's just he's injury prone now. Yeah. And he's... He's smart with the ball. Yeah. So... Good pickup for the Hornets, I'd say. I think, I think it's just the thing with the only problem is with someone who's not... I think people misunderstand. You know you know how when you're... Uh, you know how when you're deemed as not as athletic as an NBA player, you're, you tend to be perceived as, hey, you're going to last a lot longer because you're durably won't wear down. I kind of see that as an opposite with certain players depending on the play style, like with Hayward, who's a shot creator. Not being very athletic in the first place, I think as you decline your athleticism drops, his games just become more and more ineffective, and I think that's going to suck for the back end of his contract. Yeah. But I think for now, it's a, not a bad move because, you know, you kind of, you have to over... It's it's like we always say. We, you have... If you are if you are a small NBA market where no one is going to sign, you have to Such over... Such as the Hornets. The Horn, You have to overpay players. Yeah, and they've done that time and time again. Nicholas Batum. Yeah. Who's on the Clippers now. And... The, the weapon up their sleeve. Nicholas Batum. <laughs> no, the weapon... The <laughs> weapon up the... their sleeve, and I can't... I don't even know his first name. His last name's Coffee. What? <laughs> He's gonna be a beast. You Why? You heard it here first. I don't know. But the Hornets are solid. I don't... They're def... I don't know if they'd be a playoff team. But they have LaMelo, Graham, Rogier. Rotating in the guard spots. Even, I think Rozier's tra- even though I personally think Rozier isn't good. I don't think he's trash at all, but he's definitely not what he was paid for. But No, but it's like we said, had to overpay. Hayward. And it was a signed trade for Kemba, so it's better. P.J. P. Washington solid. Yeah, P.J. Washington's super unreasonable. Cody Zeller! Best center in the league! No, I'm playing, but he, he's, he's... After what? <laughs> After that layup the other night? <laughs> Where he messed up Lamos' Two assist. feet away. I, I, Hornet, sign me. I would have made that. <laughs> Cody Zeller. Pay, pay me thirty million a year. I'm pulling up from deep. I'm sure like Steph Curry. Taylor Cobb Corver. But when it comes when it comes to Cody Zeller, he's definitely the best Zeller brother. Out know, of Tyler the, Zeller, this is the only competition. No, there's Luke Zeller. Well, who is that? <laughs> Look him up. He was on the Sun. <laughs> Who's the guy? Zeller? Was trash. There's three Zellers. I knew there was three Plumleys, but yeah, Mason, Miles, and Marshall. Marshall. Marshall was on the Knicks for like half a year. Oh my god, he's real. Yes, Luke Zeller is real. I didn't even know he had a brother. They all have insanely big ears, too. <laughs> what? That has nothing to do with this podcast. Sure it does. That has gone so off track. But this is hilarious, so I'm all for it. Quality content for the viewers. But let's see, he played in he was in the alright, he was in the league for one season. Yeah. Phoenix Suns, he played sixteen he played sixteen games. He averaged one point two points, so my summer league stats in three point six minutes a game. How many boards? Point six. And he's a center? Yeah, uh I don't think so. I actually don't know. I'm pretty sure they're all centers. But is Tyler's all over center? Yeah, yeah, they're all centers. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure Cody was drafted at power forward. No, no, uh, Luke is a power forward center. You know, I mean, Cody's is the best of the Zeller brothers, but to be honest, the Zeller brothers really aren't that good. No, it's not saying anything. That's like saying that... That's like basically saying that Doncic is the best Doncic. Like, duh. He's the yeah. only one. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I have all the brothers in the NBA. Uh, the brother, uh, trio brother, <clears throat> brothers in the NBA. Holidays. Yeah. They're the best. They're all solid. Well, yeah. Drew's really good. Well, Drew's the best. Then I I would say Justin's the second best because Aaron still hasn't done a lot yet. But Aaron's good. Yeah, Aaron's He's all good. right. He's a good backup. Then after that, it's probably... The Ball Brothers, even though Jello's on the NBA anymore. And the Atentacumpos. 
Giannis is that is like good. The other ones don't really play. But he has a ring. Before Giannis, he's better than Giannis. Stop it! Oh, Stop. <laughs> he's better. You hear that, Costas? Biggest fan. <laughs> And then, wasn't there another trio of brothers besides the Plumleys? And then? I think the rest is just duos. Oh, no, I'm, they're only brothers, and Darrell's not even in the league anymore. Darrell and DeLon, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's Seth and Steph. Clay and his brother used to play together. J.R. Smith's brother used to play in the league. That was Chris the- Smith? <laughs> yeah. He was bad. Dude, he, was he even looked bad. He looked like that uncle at a cookout that would stick his fork and you play like DeAndre Jordan, but... He just looked like that one old dude that would pull up at the YMCA and just be nasty for no reason. Like Bobby Butter? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say the mayonnaise thing. Do not say that. That's the greatest commercial in Full Locker history. It's up there. Like, Besides like, the week of greatness one. If he was like, all is right in the world. Hey, Vanda, I brought you your ear. <laughs> I kept that in formaldehyde. I kept it in formaldehyde. Oh my god. But... Dude, we went from talking about the best. We went from talking about a possible Hornets run, maybe Hornets making the playoffs. So the why the Brooklyn Nets jerseys are so bad than the week of greatness. To the Zeller ears. <laughs> yeah, the Zeller ears might be the name of this podcast. <laughs> like in the description of episode one, Zeller ears. ears. It's up there. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. With the whole predictions of who's gonna win though this year. I'm going to give it to the Lakers. Uh, that's my prediction now. Yeah, 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 you hear Barring you're... injuries. You can say it with any team, though. Yeah. I'll just put well, that I mean, what, it's just what if we have another crazy playoff run where uh, the other contending the team, like, with, you know, we had the Clippers bounced out of the second round by, you know, downing the 3-1 Nuggets. Yeah. And then Giannis, not laying an egg, he just got hurt, and you know, they fell to Miami. I don't see anything crazy like that happening again. Because as as much as I usually ride for Miami, I don't think we. I don't know if we can make another finals run like that. I think it's possible because anything's possible. But but if this Harden trade happens, I, yeah, I think it's gonna happen later than sooner. Because I because I, I think the expression is the other way around. No, I no, well I know, but with how with how much <laughs> with but with the things with the. People are demanding. Well, that Houston's demanding for Harden. I don't think they're gonna get any. Yeah, Houston thinks that they have like this young prospect that's an MVP caliber player. When Harden's like thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I yeah, but still, I think you should have to. I think you should haul back a hefty. No, absolutely, but like with what they want from the Sixers or the Miami and the Nets. No, I think (laughs) I think the Nets with Katie Carr. I think that was just preventing another super team from happening. Which yeah, which I'm is, all which I'm all for because that is smart, but like, yeah, it's yeah. I hope there's no like Warriors thing again. Yeah, we didn't even the, talk about the Warriors. Yeah, I forgot. Honestly, I forgot about the Warriors. Curry, Ubre, Wiggins, Draymond, and Wiseman. That, Wiseman. That that I think that might be the real wild card of the West. because you know they saw the problem is capped out Stone bench. Yeah. Well, I'm actually. Eric Pascal. And Brad Wanamaker, as much as we clown him. Let me check the... Actually, let me check the roster. And obviously, Clay's not playing this year. No, and if he kills. did, that'd be a whole different story, because then you would have to put Uber or Wiggins on the bench. I would have probably... Well, it, I mean, the only reason they traded for Uber was because Clay towards Achilles. Yeah. So they wouldn't have even had Uber most likely, but... um. Roster. They have Pascal, who's probably going to be their sixth man. Uh... 
Let's see. All right, so let's uh, starting lineup would be Steph and then Ubre or Wiggins. Draymond Wiseman on the bench. Well, Mark. Oh, Ken Bazemore, Marquise Chris. Mm, good Eric, player. Eric Paschal, Brad Wanamaker. It's not bad on the bench. You could you could do a lot better, but you could also do way worse. Marquise, Marquise Chris looked solid last year. And then uh, I'm big. I'm a, I know you're not, but I'm a huge fan of him, Kevon Looney. I think he's an okay bench player. Since when are you a fan of Kevon Looney? <laughs> I don't think Kevon Looney's a fan of Kevon Looney. Where, where did he come from? I don't know. But uh, actually, I don't think he played because, you know, I think they played Marquise Chris at the five. But I think I think that was also because they were just, everyone was hurt. You know what I wish the NBA had? What? In football, they have comeback player of the year. I wish the NBA had that. Oh, that'd be dope. That would actually be so dope. You know would be a cool. You know who should be signed and should win automatically. Who? Festus Azili. What happened to him? <laughs> I don't know, but is, for some reason he popped into my head. Isn't he like thirty-five? He's definitely at least forty-five. He's like twenty-nine. Festus Azili. He is thirty-one. Sign him. <laughs> he was the thirtieth. Remember that thing with Iguodala and him? No. There's a whole later. Look up on YouTube. Iguodala. Uh, April Fool's jokes, Festus Azili. He called the radio station was like, hey, can you, like, announce that Festus got waived? And they announced it while he, Festus is in the car listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? And Iguodala pulled up behind him, and he's like, April Fool's! And Festus Azili threw the cake in his face. <laughs> I swear to God. All right, I gotta watch that. The, I think the funny thing is they waved him after that a little bit later. <laughs> So it was like April Fool's. But I don't not actually. Really. No, I don't think he got waived. I think he. Uh, I think his contract expired. Then he signed with the Blazers. Then he got waived because he. Um, he kept getting hurt. Yeah. Um, is that all we have for today's broadcast? You know, this isn't a broadcast. It's a broadcast. Pretty much. I, I, I went to college for this. All right. I think we might wrap it up here. But first, I got a plug. I got a plug here. All right. All right. So. I want to shout out some very important people and check out their channels slash Twitches, Twitches, whatever, whoever I'm going to do this for. Shout out to Big Tech 2K on Twitch. That guy is a pro-am player slash 2K player slash whatever you need on my team player. He's trying to make, he's trying to make it big into the two, into the 2K pro league and all the support would be great for him. He's a great person. He works hard. He works very hard in 2K to try to be the best he can be in. Even that, even just watching the streams would mean a lot. Would mean a lot to not just him, but to us. Yeah, because he's he's day one homie. Yeah. So definitely check him out. Big text two K. Shout out to Fire Ant on YouTube. If you want to watch some dope rebuilds and some hilarious rebuilds, you will he will have you laughing till your eyes and ears have blood in them. Grade A comedy. Grade A comedy. Fire Ant on YouTube. Yeah. Um, shout out to. Is that all they're spon- not sponsored? Yeah, we're sponsored, but... Shout out to... That kid is up. On YouTube. So you. Just hit a million views on my first video. Sub. No meatball. I already have one of those. Um, I don't have a YouTube channel, so no shout out for me. Unless you want to follow me on Instagram, that'd be cool. No. No. No, no, no shameless plugs. No. And, um... Episode one, in the books. Yeah, and no, it's the, it's the end of the quarter. It's time for me to go back to the bench where I belong. Yeah, and it's time for me to 
hop on that PS5. Cause and would you tell our lovely fans and viewers where they can find this podcast? You will be able to find this podcast on Spotify, on YouTube, and on Anchor. Those are the three platforms we will be on. Under the name of? Under the name of Views from the Bench. And once again, this has been Views from the Bench. And this is Izzo. This is Gary. And we are signing out. And from me to you, have a phenomenal day. Peace.